Hey guys, for this month I am choosing a local Orlando LGBT charity called The Center. The Center does a lot of stuff like host free events for the LGBT community and provide free STD testing. And that's like free STD testing for anyone. You don't have to prove that you're a part of the LGBT community to get this free testing. <laughs> and um, another thing that they do is called the Angel Force, which is like, it's volunteers that go to LGBT events like Pride and they dress up as angels and what they do is act like a barrier to any protest to the event that may be happening and I think that's just really cool. Like, really cool. And, yeah, I mean, but the center also just, like, provides a safe space in Orlando for any LGBT person needing, like, refuge or just, like, a place to hang out. And I think that's really cool because as a lesbian, I appreciate having an open and accepting place like that so close to home. So, yeah, that's our charity. I'm pretty sure we post a link to the charity if you want to check it out and donate. But, yeah. Here comes that episode. Fuck. She's over here going Clara Barton. All right. Uh, hello again. Welcome back, everybody, to uh, Roll Like a Girl, uh, Season 3, Episode 2. Two, two, two. I am your host and terrified game master, Nikki. Uh, and joining me, I have Theron, who is playing uh, Lydia of many more names. Hello. Uh, and Sarah, who's playing the Paladin Kishori. Yes. Hello. And finally, Livy, who is the disgruntled wizard, Isabetta. Hello, woo. <laughs> this is my life now. This is my life, everybody. Um, okay, so um, does somebody else want to do a recap, or should I do it? I can do it. I okay. took notes. Um, okay. I just haven't updated our notes section document. So we start in the lovely town uh, uh, of Venice when we have been summoned by the Golden Crane Society uh, to take, uh, well, to go and retrieve a high elf uh, and Massalia. Uh, Massalia was, was basically France um, is going through their revolution where they have killed most of their nobles. Um, and so we have been hired to go and find Evelios, Evelios, a uh, <clears throat> the only surviving member of his family, and we need to escort him safely to Carthage to meet his fiance, Lady Vinth Rothfell. Rothfell, there we go. I can read my own handwriting. I promise. <laughs> And um, when we arrived to town, we were met with a lovely circle of guards who were very relieved that we were not high elves. <laughs> and uh, then asked us what our business was. We debated for a little bit uh, to decide what we, our story was going to be. And we have decided we are the Red Cross. <clears throat> and we have lied our way through to uh, get into town to go find our, our friend. 
and we are heading to the drinking goat. Is that the name of it? It's just, just a goat. goat. It's just the goat. Okay. Used to be like I'll the cross out goat. drinking. Oh. Then there was a change of ownership. <clears throat> yeah, yeah, yeah. And like the map that um, our lovely friend Matea had drawn for us, uh, the goat has like, it dances. It's really cool. It's cute. Uh, so that's where we're at. That's what happened. All right. So we're entering the goat. You're entering the goat. Um, you all have been in the goat before uh, in various cities around the world. Um, it always feels the same. It always feels like you're going into the exact same place, even though it's all across the world. There, it's uh, rather than being eerie, it feels very welcoming. Like like you're always going back to your uh, favorite bar. Oh. Which makes it very popular with adventurers and people who do a lot of traveling because no matter where you go, there's a goat and there's other adventurers there to hang out with. Um, inside is the fir first to open up the door and it's a large drinking hall. Um, and up above it there are uh, balconies that lead up to where there are rooms for rent overnight. But for the most part, the majority of the space is this very large, very warm, um, like, tavern. Um, lots of tables all around. There's a big hearth to one side. Um, it's a little strange to come in, though, because it's very quiet compared to what you've experienced with um, being in the goat before. And uh, there's only a, a few people in here drinking, and they are... Uh, huddled together in places in the corners of the room, um, almost like they're trying not to be noticed. Uh, at the bar is um, a, a half-elf man uh, who's cleaning glasses, and he looks up when you enter, and he raises a hand and uh, says, Welcome, welcome, have a seat. Alice will be with you in just a moment. Uh, if you need food or anything else, just let her know, and uh, we'll be... Have a, it'll be a great day. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. And we'll go find ourselves a little table. Okay. You want to try to go off to the side of the room? You want to go to the center where there's lots of space available today? I think we also want to try not to be noticed. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so side of the room. Side of the room? Okay. Let's sit beside uh, somebody else who's also trying not to be noticed. <laughs> oh, lovely. At the same table. <laughs> So you guys find space over, um, that's a little bit out of the way, um, where there's nobody immediately nearby, despite what Libby's trying to get you to do. And, um, <laughs> they, um, it's, it's pretty dimly lit in here, um, overall, because it's midday, there's not a lot of people, there's a lot of unlit lanterns hanging over tables that you think will get lit later on as more people come in and it gets later in the afternoon. It gets um, lit. It, when it does, <laughs> it gets lit. It does indeed. Um, it's about lunchtime, and a little bit later, uh, after a minute or so, this strapping uh, blonde human woman comes over to your table. Uh, she's got, like, big... Uh, very strong looking arms that her sleeves are rolled up to her shoulders and um she has a like a bar uh oh my god i'm blanking on the word a disc that you put things on to carry glasses out whatever that's called a tray a tra wow tray 
Thank you, Livy. That's exactly right. I could. I was like, what is that called? <laughs> Words are hard. Uh, a circular tray under her arm, and she she comes over and she smiles at the three of you, um, and says, "Afternoon, ladies. What uh, what can I get for you?" I'll have a water, please. Of uh, course. I'll, I'll have a glass of red wine. And do you have a lunch special? She thinks about it for a second and, like, looks over at the half-elf and she's like, I think we're cooking. There's some sort of stew and bread, I think, today. Is that okay? Okay. That would be wonderful. Thank you. Fantastic. And then she looks at, at Isabetta and said, and, and you, ma'am? A white wine. That'll be all. Thank you. Of course. I'll be back shortly. And she uh, she smiles at you, and she sort of bounds off over to the uh, to the bar in the back. What do you guys want to do? Will you wait? So how many... Um, you said there's a few people here. Um, are they talking, like, in really low tones or anything? Yes. Let me get a second here. There are... 13 or 14 people throughout the bar. It's a very large bar. Um, but they're spread out around um, in groups of like two or three. One group's got four at their table. Um, and mostly they're they're leaned in talking to each other. Is there a way I could like just try and hone in on a conversation but not like get up and move? You know what I mean? Or sure. is it too quiet to do that? You can try. No problem. Um, go ahead and just roll a perception check. Perception? Perception, please. Oh my goodness. I'm so. Thank oh you. my god. I oh wow. Good. I have a plus one to perception. <laughs> so I rolled a 17. I did it good. Uh, while you're waiting for Allison to come back, uh, you sort of lean back in your chair a little bit and um, just kind of like close your eyes and, and just really try to reach out and see just what you can hear. And mm-hmm. um, after a little bit, you you can start to listen in on the table closest to you, which... Um, has uh it looks like there's three people there uh two men and a woman and they're uh they're all humans but they all look um worried maybe and they're uh um you can't make out everything they're saying because they're trying pretty hard to to be quiet Mm -hmm. but there's uh something about we have to get them out um they're they're street by street now um this this never would have happened in the in our father's day uh things like that and they're they all have like mugs of ale that they're very slowly like sipping and looking around um and they don't seem to notice that you're you've caught on to what they're talking about and um the, one of the guys actually slams his mug down and stands up and says, "This isn't right. We should we shouldn't have let the this never should have gone this far." And the other the other man like grabs his sleeve and pulls him down and says, "There's there's only so much we can do against this. What's happened? We have to." And the, they their voices drop back down again to where it's very quiet and you can't make anything else. Hmm. I'm very curious of. But to then have to get them out is. Um, I would. Do you, do you say that? I after uh, their conversation falls quiet again, I would uh, say something to the party. Um, like uh, it seems like there's some people still trying to get out. 
Yeah, it seems like there's probably some going to have to be some sort of underground method of getting elves out of the city. Mm. Although it's ridiculous that all elves are being uh, bothered by this. I, it, to 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 to, to yeah, take the um... to to blame. Well, that's I'm I'm guessing that it, she said it's dangerous to be an elf. So I'm guessing mm. that even though it's obviously the fault of the nobility for not doing their job properly, all elves are now in peril. Can I see if anybody else is listening in on their conversation? Um. Okay, make another perception check. Eleven. Okay. <laughs> you look around um, the bar and you're the only people who are anywhere close to that group you're listening to. And it looks like everyone else is really caught up in their own whatever and hasn't really paid them much mind. Okay. Um, about that time, Allison comes back and she's got on her tray, she's got water for Kishori and then the two kinds of wine for you guys and a, uh, it's, a it's like a small bowl made of bread with stew in it. Oh my um, God, wonderful. That looks good. And, <laughs> looks really good. Uh, and she, she kind of, she smiles at Kishori, seeing the look, and she's like, would you like a bowl as well? Oh, yes, please. Thank you. And and then she looks at Isabella and, and you, no. ma'am? <laughs> no problem. And I'll I'll be right back. And then she leaves again. Uh, the stew is very good, if you start eating it right away. I do. Um, it's, it's very tasty, very savory, a little bit spicier than you were expecting. But nice. uh, very good otherwise. Uh, the wine is okay. It's not the best you've ever had, but it's not Franzia, so it's fine. Okay, yeah. Um, and same same with yours, Libby. It's it's fine. It's just uh, oh yeah, nothing she serious. She thinks it's awful. You might think it's awful. She's ever had, and she's just kind of going, ah, ah, but still drinking it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's, that's the whitest thing I've ever heard. Um, <laughs> sorry. Um, I mean, you could order the good stuff. You could. It's just, it's expensive. It, well, more expensive. You guys have a ton of money. Um, a. Do you keep talking while you're waiting for her to come back? Um. Yeah, I would. Um inquire with the party uh, how much is it worth to us to try and see if there's an underground uh, basically like an underground railroad smuggling tunnels or people smuggler tunnels there we go it could be a valuable resource but it seems like a dangerous way to start the day to be Mm -hmm. asking around about a secret network Mm -hmm. maybe we can get more information on the sly first and then figure it out I'm very bad about asking things on the sly so I'm gonna leave that to you (laughs) (laughs) I don't even mean asking I mean just spending some time in the city listening being sneaky sneaky Um, I was thinking more like schoolyard passing them a note method but that works too (laughs) I mean passing them a note sounds like it could be interesting but i also think that this particular group doesn't know 
right? What did they mm, say? Yeah, yeah. We they, have to find they a way to say get They them have out. to find a way to get them out. But we could befriend them if you want to. We could be the way to get them out. Well, we have a job to do. I don't want to be saving every elf in the city. Yeah, um, but... We, we have to prioritize our our mission. And what you guys do have um, as uh, Venetian citizens is uh, you all three have free passes on the trains that go across the water whenever you want. Um, so you know that you can get on the Venetian trains with no problem and it would be very easy for you to take other people with you but they would have to pay for passage. They would have to be what? They would have to pay for passage themselves uh, or you would pay for them. Yeah. Well that would be that would be covered I mean at least for what's his face. Yes. Uh, it would be covered in our, our budget. Yes and they would have given you um Basically, what they told you, and I, I had notes on this and I didn't cover it very well, was that um, they've, as you saw with those guards at the teleportation circle there, uh, when you arrived here, they're blocking all of the teleporting out of the city, and so you think you're going to have to find the boy and then get him to the trains and take him off via the trains to get out of the city. Carthage. Okay. And Carthage is... Uh, almost directly south of where you guys are. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, but you, I think Sicily's in the way, but otherwise it's almost straight south across the ocean from you. Um, I am going to also go back to the map that Matea drew for us and look. She did mark places where she thinks we can check to look for um, Evelios. Evelios, yeah. Right, she didn't yes. do that? I didn't make that up in my head? No, you did not make that up. Okay. She did. That's Mark good. Some, she definitely sent you in a, in a direction of town where the safe houses might be, but you might have to look around once you get there. That's fine. <clears throat> my plan, Kishori uh, is thinking that maybe after we finish lunch, uh, we can go look for the, the safe house, maybe? Unless you guys have other better plans. Maybe, ooh, does the goat have rooms? It does. For all of you, for lunch, it would be about two gold pieces for lunch and the wine. Okay. And Allison brings you a bowl of stew, the same. Um, The bread is actually, when you get down to it, um, softer than you'd expect in a trencher. Um, Also very flavorful. Everything just tastes really, really good. Okay, then um, do you have any questions for her? Um, I will ask Allison what seems to be the most dangerous parts of the city. Is there a enforced um, curfew that we need to be aware of? She, uh, as she's putting the, the bowl down in front of you, she actually tucks the um, tray under her arm again and she thinks about it. And then she calls over to the half-elf and she says, Hey, Therellin, what, um, is there a curfew here? And, uh... He stops and he he also looks confused for a second. Like like he's thinking about it. he's like, Yes, I think everyone has to be inside by the eighth bell. Streets have to be cleared. Are there guards who enforce it or is it the resistance that enforces it? She frowns. She looks really unhappy when she says it's the resistance. The militia makes sure everyone's off the streets. Oh. There's been there's been fighting. 
Yeah, absolutely. I just want to make sure we aren't um, caught off guard. Is there areas in the city where the where we should probably avoid if there's heavy fighting? I would stay here on the south side, closer to the docks. The further north you go is where the old city is, where a lot of the old families, um, the Dauphine Summer Home was there. Uh, just stay away from that's where it's the worst down okay. here it's um it's not very bad that was my question <laughs> i'm just seeing if theron had a question she's thinking no i'm just yeah. thinking i don't have a question for allison okay isabetta i really can't think of any questions for her. okay no problem then you guys finish your wine eat your delicious food and then pay your your very modest tab Mm-hmm. Oh, um, they do have rooms here. Did you want to set up a room in advance before uh, you leave? Yeah, we might as well. Um, also, I was thinking maybe we should try and hook up with the actual Red Cross. Like, how many how many people do we think would be teleporting into this city right now? Not a lot. So we'd probably stick out a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. So we should try and make our cover at least somewhat Solidified. Reputable. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, the depending on how nice a room you want to stay here, a comfortable room is eight silver a night, up to as far as an aristocratic room, which is four gold a night. <laughs> That's really up to how fancy you want your rooms are. They have various things available. A regular room is fine. I'll take the the eight silver okay. room a night. For me personally, I'm not gonna. <laughs> decide what you guys do. Libby? Yeah, I'll do the eight silver a night okay. as well. I wasn't sure if you are going to go extreme. I had to ask. <laughs> She's um, conservative with her money. <laughs> alright, alright, that's fine. So, um, Except no for problem. the island house. <laughs> Except for the island house. That's... That was the one splurge she was, <laughs> she was willing to do. <laughs> so, okay. Um, Theralon gives all of you guys uh, keys to rooms up on the second floor. They have fobs with numbers on them that you can um, come back to later. Um, and he he he's, seems pretty friendly. He's handsome enough, and he just smiles and says, "Good luck. Stay safe out there." Thank you. Thank you. Time the ominous. <laughs> well, I mean, we are we know the city dangers. that's riddled with war and. <clears throat> government overthrow so fair fair okay um okay where would the red cross be let's <laughs> think about that as we step out i'll probably pull a couple of stones out of my pocket and like toss one of them in the air and say like so do we want to split up or do we want to stick together if we're looking for the red cross we should stick together okay just until we get an idea of what the layout of the city is and get the general feel for the people here. Okay. Um, everybody then can make me an investigation check as you guys are wandering around trying to find... Oh, 13. 14. <laughs> oh, you one. Oh, my God. Okay. I got a 13 Natural with a minus 20. One. Oh, nice. Okay. 24. Um, Kishori, who just has that innate sense of where... Uh, 
good and <laughs> like friendly, helpful people would be is like, we should check at the Temple of Utu. They'll know where to go. Um, and there is actually when you get to uh, you a- you ask around briefly, and they um, easily you find someone who can point you to where the temple is, and it's sort of the opposite direction of where you want to go, but not very far. You walk maybe a mile deeper into the city, mm-hmm. and it's on a little hill towards the eastern side. Um, and you don't even need to go to the temple because you see that there on the street with it are several other... There's an inn there, and there is a large, tall building that actually has the um, Red Cross symbol on it. And it says, uh, the sign underneath it says, uh, Sucker opened all. Um, in like four different languages underneath the sign. Cool. What do you guys want to do? It's my people. Yeah, Kishori will will be taking the lead here, I think, since... So Kishori will walk uh, with, well, not with total confidence, but she will take a look around to see if there seems to be somebody who's taking charge uh, here. Okay. If there's like a head priest or priestess. Do you want to go to the temple or you want to go straight to the Red Cross? Uh, let's go straight to the Red Cross first, okay. and then uh, Kishori isn't going to drag these two to the temple just yet. Utu is very friendly, and he loves you. Uh, and I love him, too. He's a good god. He's a good god. Um, okay, so you go into the Red Cross building, and there's a, a small, like, waiting area, but it's only, like, curtained off from a larger space that looks like it's already here on this first floor set up with... Um, pallets that have people in various states of being wounded on them. And there's wi- men and women in uh, white um, going between them, and they all have a, an R-band that is white with the Red Cross on it as they're um, looking after people. Uh, when you guys come in, looking like you do as th- three very wealthy women um, who are not wounded. The person who's manning the front desk area sort of looks a little flummoxed. Mm-hmm. And, That's a uh, good word. Flummoxed is a good word. Uh, it's a uh, human man. And um, he's like, he looks up and he's like, uh, w- um, are you here to retrieve someone? Um, no, we are here um <clears throat> to assist wherever we can. We want to be able to help the Red Cross provide aid. Oh. 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 Um, well, just a moment. Let me go uh, get the get the doctor. And uh, he jumps up and runs off into the deeper into the building. Um, there's no one in else in the waiting area waiting to be seen. Mm-hmm. Um, but there is a... Um, Next to the door is a locked donation box, and um, there are several long benches here that look like they have been in use, but are currently empty and clean. Just gotta wait. Okay. Uh, just a couple minutes later, this uh, the man comes back, and he's got a half a woman with him, and she comes up to you, and she's, she's dressed in a long white dress, and... Uh, She's got a tall, a little little tall cap on, like a little nurse's cap. And uh, she says, um, she bows a little bit and says, uh, good, good morning. Oh, no, it's, and she looks at the window, uh, afternoon, forgive me. Um, 
Uh, yeah, my, I'm Dr. Robin. How can I help you? Uh, good day. We are um, here to see how we can provide aid to the Red Cross. Oh, um, well, money is always good, but if you are looking for more active work, um, I, I have a list of sites that need checking in on. And you're just looking for survivors at these sites? Yes. Kishori will look uh, kind of back to the other two and then back to the doctor and she'll nod her head and she said, uh, we would be happy uh, to check those sites for you. We are more than capable of handling ourselves and uh, if it's less danger for you to be out on the streets like that, then yes, we can do that. Oh, that's uh, quite generous of you. Um, of course, just a moment. Um, and she goes over to the, the desk where the guy was at and opens up like four drawers before she finds what she's looking for and comes back and she's got three armbands like everyone in the building is wearing. She's like, I would just oh. perhaps wear these instead of the ones you have. Yes, thank you. Uh, I'm sorry, what was the doctor's name again? Robin. Dr. Robin. And she is a what race? She's a half elf. Um, I would be getting my checkbook out. <laughs> Or okay. whatever the equivalent is. And I would make not an overly large contribution, but enough that it is like, we're definitely You're going to get helping. your name on a donation wall. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to be invited to their, uh, yeah. their, their sponsor be, events. Right. I'll be, I'll be at an event. My name might be on like a plaque, but it won't be on like a building or anything. <laughs> okay. Um, 50 gold would be really generous. Okay. Um, and totally within your budget. Yeah, and it would be like you take out your uh, authorization for her to go to the central bank and pull out Buddy in your name. It's very much like There's a central book. banks? Yes. That's so cool. Oh, I don't know why I didn't even think about that. We're in, like, <laughs> fantasy earth. Yeah, so think about... <laughs> there's uh, trains, but not banks, I guess. <laughs> um, no problem. Okay, and then you guys have official Red Cross armbands. Nice. I actually think that going around and helping will help us gather information as well. So it's not a bad idea. <laughs> uh, the, how many areas were we given? She um, gives you a list um, of four locations around the city and says, if you can check even one or two of these to see if there's anybody waiting for sucker there, it would really, um, it would, it would definitely help out the, the group. Uh, yeah, we can definitely take a look. Mm-hmm. Anybody have any questions for Dr. Robin before we depart on our um, adventure? Your self-given side quest? Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. I would like to know a little bit more about the uprising in terms of like the effect on common people and people who are hurt, like what kind of injuries are happening, if there's a lot of magic being tossed around or what's going on. Uh, the majority of injuries that they've been seeing, she tells you, is um, from, uh, uh, it's mostly like brawls in the okay. streets. There have been, um, and she looks really sad. She says there's there's been some homes that have been torn apart where um, there might be a an, an elven grandmother who lives with their half-elven children, and they've been trying to protect them from the, the worst of the militia, and and then the children get caught in the crossfire. Um, most of the this, this is this is so senseless. 
it's very little we've seen very little in the way of magical damage here um, but I, I'm sure in some of the cities further inland where they have schools of magic there have probably been a lot more much more violent altercations okay I nod and I have such a serious look on my face um, and then I basically want to just chat with her for a while and try and figure out the extent to which they're willing to help elves. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, make a... Um, go and make a persuasion check. Uh, 25. Killer, okay. She actually... Um, she herself is a half-elf. And okay. she says there are... That at any way we could, it is, it is our duty here to preserve life and to make sure that everyone is seen and taken care of and healed regardless of race and what's happening out there is deplorable i understand that the nobles should have been taking should have done things differently but what's happening here is not the answer and we will if (sighs) several of us have been asked to the um by the militia to look in on some of their she looks disgusted. She says detainees. Um, and they are being treated humanely, which is good, but there's no reason for this. Do you know Clara Barton? <laughs> oh my god. Livy's still on her own agenda. Nothing has changed. <laughs> she um she looks thoughtful and she says, Oh well not personally, mm. I suppose. I'm sorry. I'm just glad I've declared that she exists in the world. <laughs> Livy's deep into my uh, alternate history. I want to make sure her important people are there. Um, okay. Any other questions for her? Have you had any issues with uh, the militia? Have they come to harass you because of who you've taken in before? And she suddenly gets this incredibly feral smile on her face. And you see there's a, there's a couple potted plants on either side of the desk there that she's standing in front of. Uh-huh. And as she does that, both of them sort of like rear up a little bit, almost like all of their leaves point up towards the door. And she says, no, I've had no problems. <laughs> I see. I'm glad to see that these people are in good hands. And I smile back at her. She says, now please, I do have things I must take care of. Um, if you yes. can look on these sites for us, I would be most grateful. Absolutely. Thank you for your time. You might have to ask around outside to with the locals to find all of the places. Um, but one of them on the list is pretty close to where you're supposed to be looking for the boy. Okay. Uh, well, that one. Yeah. Let's head there. We can start there first, yeah. Let's okay. start there first. All right. Walking around town, streets are actually very, very quiet because of the everything that's happening. Uh, there's, there are a few still street merchants around. There's some people um, out doing their what seems to be their jobs. But for the most part, people are staying inside their houses uh, watching what's happening. Um, there's no uh, barricades or anything like that. It's not, it's not anarchy here, but it does feel um, a little oppressive. Not a little, a lot oppressive. As you guys are, the first 
um, the first place you come to on the list, like you actually get to the neighborhood, what that you're looking for, for the um, Red Cross station, I guess we'll call it. Mm-hmm. Um, and you see that what they've set up are um, like like tents, basically, that are um, have the, the Red Cross on it, and they have, uh, like, it looks like there's a, a nurse there waiting of some kind. Some, um, you're not sure if they're low-level clerics or if they're just um, alchemists or herbalists, but there's there's some medicine people available at each of these. And as you um, come to the tent, um, you can see that their inside is just one, uh, probably two uh, young people, humans there, um, dressed in white, have the armbands that you guys have, and they have pallets in here or cots, but everything's empty. They have no current charges here. Um, and they, they look up when you look... Um, when you, and they jump up, like, like ready to get to work as you guys peer into the tent, but then they see that you're fine, and they sort of almost look uh, disappointed. <laughs> um, but that's really, you think, from the... They've, they're almost bored now, like the level of tension's so high that they've gone all the way around into boredom at yeah. this point. And they um, say, good afternoon, um, good ladies. Is there, are you in need of assistance? Um, no, we were sent here to look for anybody who's in need of aid or assistance. Oh, oh, of course, from the, from the central office. No. Yes. Um, things here have been very quiet. Um, there has not been any, uh, fighting here for the last two days. It's, it's very good here. And nobody's given you any problems here? No. No. We are, it's... It's been quiet, but thank you for checking on us. Yes. Um, we're just going to go do a walk around and make sure everything is okay and we'll be on our way. Um, so this is the area that was closest to our map, our personal map, where we were going to look for Ivelius. Correct. Okay. Um, so once we've kind of checked in with the tent, um, I want to go outside and start looking around uh, for the symbol. For mm-hmm. the symbol, for the crane symbol. Okay, go ahead and make me a uh, investigation check. Twenty six. Oh. oh my god, I got another natural twenty. Ha! <laughs> <laughs> I got a one. <laughs> Lydia might be a little too concerned with um, the bad stuff happening to be really concerned about <laughs> the job. <laughs> I like. I might say, okay, let me. Uh, give me a minute while I find you guys some tokens. Um, yeah. Sorry about that. Uh, Hold on, let me just back out of this map a little bit. Uh, up over oh. where? Did you? Oh, here it? I did. Up here in the top. So we're okay. Here. Yeah, yeah. I didn't see ah. that. <laughs> ah. <laughs> uh, Libby's model is human noble, because mm. you know it's very important that she's got that fancy Italian lady look going on. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, as you come out of the tent and go a bit deeper into the neighborhood, um, you start looking around for the safe house. And um, you're walking down the street, and you actually get down to here. And you see that this house in front of you, even from here, you can see that by the door 
Um, there's a one particular uh, shingle on the side that has a strange lighting to it. And if you turn your head one direction, you can see the sign of the crane is sort of worked into the wood, but you can only see it from one angle. Oh. But even as you do so, you see coming up the street from the other direction um, a group of guys coming towards you. And it's a um, it's four humans, and it's a uh, in the lead is this knightly looking guy, and then there's two archers, and back behind them is a uh, robed figure. Um, and they're looking around, um, look, like even as you almost run into them in the street, you can see that they're looking down alleys. They're um, checking everybody who passes them in the face really closely. And then as they approach you, the knight calls out and says, Ladies, ho, stop a moment. Uh, Kishori will stop, but she looks really annoyed. Lydia always <laughs> looks annoyed. So. <laughs> I, I, I turn to them. Oh, um, sure. Kishori and. Will- turn to him as well um, yeah, I guess. Isabetta did actually see the same thing that um, Kishori did so you know where they're going uh, Lydia probably saw the militia guys before the rest of you did mm-hmm. and as they approach um, towards you the, the man says um, good day uh, and he, he sees your arm and says uh, sisters of the cross I suppose um, have what have you seen on the streets you Huh? You? Basically you. Everything in this area seems quiet. Hmm. Good. Good. Which way have you come from? Uh, Kishari will point down the street where they literally just walked down from. Okay. The tent. <laughs> oh, he he peers down and he like, he looks off in the distance and he nods his, ah, good, good. All right. Well, if you've come from that way and it seems quiet, we will, we will continue upon our patrol. And he and his guys all sort of barge past you to go Can I away. try and trip one of them? Uh, uh, yes, <laughs> how would you like to? Okay. <laughs> um, go ahead and make a... Who do you want to trip? Do you want to trip the knight or one of the eight? Um, who do you want to trip? Probably not the knight, but um, I mean, whoever gets <laughs> closest to me, one of the archers maybe. Okay. Go ahead and make a attack roll. I guess it <laughs> uh, would be um, just a die 20 plus your strength check. Oh, right. Um, oh, I will. I'll use this crossbow because that is that would be correct. So a 12. Okay. You said they're like barging through us, right? Yeah, they're they're kind of they're not being really um, mean about it, but they're being kind of forcefully shepherding you to one side to leave room for them to, uh, move past you down the street. Yeah, if they're shoving past Isabetta, they're not, she's not moving. She's like a brick wall. Okay. So, um, so first, uh, Lydia, like, sticks an ankle out and tries to trip up one of the, like, probably that archer guy at the end, and, um, he stumbles a little bit, so um, go ahead and follow it by making a sneak a- sneak check. Okay, that's a straight roll, <laughs> uh, but I got a 19. Nice. <laughs> Good job. So he does not notice that it was you. 
Um, he just look, he looks around, he looks at the cobbles in the road to try to figure out what he tripped on <laughs> and doesn't see anything and kind of scowls and tries to hurry to rush out past after his guys. Um, Isabetta, um, you're in the front there and it's the, the night guy is going to be the one at first who tries to push past you. Um, go ahead and make a strength check. Oh, that's a natural one. You try to stop in his way and he's not holding his weapons out or anything. He's just, um, he's got a swagger. Uh, he's armored. He looks like he's, he thinks he's a big, big stuff. And you try to stop him and he just very lightly puts his hand on your shoulder and pushes you away. He's very gentle about it, but... With the um, two, do you think I would fall to the ground? <laughs> with a natural one, yes. Do you want to do it dramatically? Yes, absolutely. She's going to collapse. She's going <laughs> to go, oh, how dare you? I am a sister of the cross. You have no business pushing into me like that. Oh how dare you? Uh, okay. Then we'll say that Lydia, uh, he looks shocked, but he sort of just like backs away from you while circling around, still <laughs> trying to go about his business. He's not um, even going to acknowledge that she's just screaming at him. He's, he's real, a little freaked out, but uh, <laughs> Lydia then uses the cover of helping you to your feet to trip the guy at the end. So <laughs> A plague on your house. <laughs> <laughs> oh god we're gonna get in a fight with these guys <laughs> he stops and he well he doesn't they keep walking but the mage is watching you guys and he kind of it's a it's a lady and she goes be wary sisters there's danger on the streets Isabetta isn't gonna say it so that they can hear it she's just gonna kind of mutter under her breath yeah and it's me bitch <laughs> <laughs> All right, all right, I dig it. Um, let's see if the mage heard you, though. But, like, TBH, we are the danger on the streets. We are the danger. <laughs> it's true, I'm well aware. Nope. That's oh, that's a natural one. No, Ooh. they uh, they've already put you out of their mind as they <laughs> move along down the street. How plague. long? Plague. <laughs> how long do you wait for them to be out of sight before you approach the house? Uh, I want to make sure all four of them are, are like, out of eyesight. Okay. Uh, it takes them a minute to, for them to continue on their walk away. They're looking down every alley very carefully, very closely. All right, and then they are gone. And you guys didn't get in a, a foot on the street. Dang but it. But it was close. I was trying so hard. <laughs> there's, still, there's still time. Um, okay, then you're here. You've identified the house. Um, how do you want to approach? Um, are there any side doors to this house? It looks like there might be. Let me double check my... If your if your map is accurate, um, to your notes. <laughs> <laughs> also, is there, like, a secret knock that we know or something? I think we stand outside and we just yell, Crane! <laughs> <laughs> it's not, like... <laughs> there is... I... There is not a, there is a door in the back. You, If you guys spread out and look around, you do find that there is a, a secondary door in the back. For sure, we'll go to that one and not. Okay. There is no answer. The house seems quiet. It's shuttered. There's no light seeping out from any of the windows. You don't know if there's anybody here. Do we want to sneak in or save it for another time? 
I looked up how to say crane in Morse code. Could I knock that and see if it works? Oh my god. <laughs> Lily, I would love to hear you try to knock crane in, in, in Morse code. Go right, ahead and do it. I got it. this. It's a real long knock. Um, yeah, it is a long <laughs> knock. Okay, well, why don't we actually, uh, on that note, we should we should stop here for time. And we'll, <laughs> we'll pick up on uh, Crane knocking at the door uh, <laughs> next time. Uh, yeah, that's it. That's We'll stop there. Thank you for listening to Roll Like a Girl. To get in touch with us, the best place is on Twitter at Roll Like a Girl or by joining our Discord server. If you enjoy our show, please consider supporting us on Patreon. Or if you want to support us but can't swing a monthly payment, which is understandable, we have a merch store. Links for everything I just mentioned are in the show notes. We hope to see you again next week for more shenanigans.